Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. The Soul of Business with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to the Solo Business on Money FM 89.3. I'm Teresa Montero for the Workday Afternoon. Today I'm joined on the phone by Richard Zia, CEO and co-founder of Novel Ship. We're going to find out more about sneakers as an investment. Richard, welcome to the show. Hello, good afternoon, uh, Clarissa, and thanks for having me here. It's absolutely our pleasure. This is actually going to be a fun conversation because... Hey, we've all at some point worn sneakers, but I don't know how many of us have thought of them as investments. So first, why don't you start us off by telling us about Novelship? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So Novelship, we are uh, basically Asia's fastest growing online marketplace for authentic limited edition sneakers, apparel and collectibles. So basically all your limited edition stuff, right? This is the place to trade for them. Okay. Um, everything, not just sneakers or sneakers specifically? So we are, you know, we, we started off from sneakers and we are, of course, you know, our strength is mainly in sneakers. Mm-hmm. But from last year onwards, we started getting into apparel and collectibles. Okay, so what kind of apparel is actually worth money? Right, so, you know, apparel, uh, we, we, we are mainly talking about, I mean, I mean, we're talking about apparel that share the same kind of characteristics as what we are dealing with in terms of sneakers as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe limited edition stuff, you know. That means we're talking about Supreme, you know, Babe, you know, even some off-white collaborations, you know, all these are items that we deal with. Basically, where there's a very strong demand and, you know, the supply is less than the demand. Okay. Now, most of us think of sneakers as practical footwear. What should we know about sneakers as an investment? Somebody like me, I mean, I, I wear them, but I know nothing about them as an investment. Yeah, so I think I think the first thing you're you're absolutely right. You know, sneakers started off as as a very practical footwear. It still is, uh, but the matter of the fact is, you know, uh, sneakers has become a huge global market. We're talking about a three hundred billion USD uh, global market. So this is a huge industry by itself, and this is mainly driven by you know increasing demand and supply uh, globally. So because of this huge increase in the whole sneaker market, you know what we saw was that there arose a secondary market for trading limited edition sneakers, and this market itself is a thirty billion dollar market by two zero three zero. So because of this, I think first of all, you know, a lot of people who are into this space, they are sneaker heads themselves, and then a lot of them, when uh, after they got into this, you know, this is an industry with very strong passion behind all these sneakers, and each of these sneakers, actually, if you know a sneaker head friend, they can tell you the story behind each sneaker. So because of this, there is also a very strong collector value behind each sneaker. And a lot of these sneakers, they never get released again. So after that, you know, once there is a strong collector value, this collector value can go up and down depending on market sentiments, demand and supply. So because of this collector value, there is then, uh, you know, an investment market or trading value behind all these sneakers. Okay, now I, I do realize that, you know, all the big brands, Nikes, Puma, all of them, they have limited editions. Say, for example, the limited black edition or the limited Christmas edition. You know, th- those are those are kind of things that you might be looking at. Say, I, I buy today and maybe 10 years from now might appreciate that kind of thing. Yeah, so I, I think as with, uh, you know, as with all investment opportunities, uh, it really depends. There are some shoes, uh, so it depends on long-term trends as well as historical patterns. So these are things to really take note of. Mm-hmm. You know, all, all limited edition shoes perform well. And then not all limited edition shoes have a long-term 
you know, holding value. So it really depends on what particular shoe you're talking about and what kind of historical pattern, uh, what kind of, uh, you know, how many of this shoe is released relative to demand. Uh, all these things play a very important part in, you know, whether this uh, this particular sneaker is going to be a good investment opportunity or not. Okay. So, yeah, there's there's research like in any other kinds of investment. You need to do your research. You have to do your due diligence. You have to kind of know the market before you actually take the plunge is is what I'm starting to, to hear from what you're saying. Exactly. Okay. That makes sense to us and that would make sense to anyone who listens to Money FM 89.3 regularly. But for a novice in alternative investments like this, maybe you also want to explain to us some of the pitfalls. Right. So, you know, this, this market, first of all, this market is a very fast-moving market. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, have, we are seeing, you know, on our website, we are seeing uh, new releases from various brands almost on a weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, quarterly, annual basis. So if you add the, all this together, that's a lot of release every single year. This is really what's driving the huge sneaker market, huge demand, huge supply. So for you to really get into this market without prior knowledge into sneakers, it's going to be very difficult. So for a, a novice, into, you know, if you really are looking at uh, sneakers as an alternative asset, my recommendation is really uh, get into the whole sneaker space yourself. Right? Understand the sneaker culture. Understand what kind of culture is driving a different pairs of sneakers. What kind of historical patterns you can see. And what kind of, uh, you know, what kind of silhouettes, what kind of colorway you know, is relevant to which country. Right. For example, you know, uh, in, in Singapore, we, we see that you know, Singaporeans actually like the color black. They value the color black more highly than other countries. But for example, in Japan, they like the color red more, more than black. So there are also differences based on cultural nuances. So that means my recommendation is really, you know, if you want, really want to use this as a sneaker uh, investment asset, really understand the sneaker culture first before you, you know, investment, uh, invest blindly. Okay, that's that's a, f- a fair point. What about authentication on more rare sneakers? So regarding authentication, there are a few ways you can do this. Uh, one is you eliminate the problem from the source. That means if you are lucky, if you have the time, you, know, uh, you can either you know, participate in online raffle, direct retailer, distributor, or the brand itself. For example, on, you know, for Nike shoes, you can uh, participate on you know, a lot of online raffles on, the, on their app itself, speakers app. And then the other way is you know, if you have a bit, of, bit more time to spare for the younger crowd, you, know, you, can, you, know, you can just try to queue up directly. Of course, it's going to be a problem for COVID. But uh, let's say you know, once COVID is over or you know, before COVID, there used to be very long queues outside of Nike stores or distributor stores. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And there was actually, if you remember, if you recall, there was a very long queue even during COVID. And it was broken up by the police. You know, again, I I always think of sneakers as very practical footwear and I love wearing them. I I am 90% of the time either in sneakers or in flats of one kind, shape or form, right? So I can can get why you would get a bit nuts about them, especially if they're limited edition or whatever. So now my question, my brain is going, where do we start? What is a highly prized or safe entry point or... What kind of money are we talking about? You know, all these questions are, are forming in my head. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think this is a very fair point. So, number one, you know, I think the very important point, back to what we were discussing, is mm. understanding that, uh, you know, or making sure that the item that you're buying is authentic. Right. Right. 
So make sure that you're getting directly from the source or you know, make sure that you are, you know, you're getting from someone that you really, really trust. Otherwise, you, know, you can also use marketplace like us because we have uh, authenticators who really make sure that everything you get is authentic. So this is number one, because if it's not authentic, then it has no resale value. Number two is really understanding, you know, doing a lot of research, really getting into this bigger space and maybe just keep track of one or two silhouettes or series of brands that you or yourself could be interested in because that gives you a natural incentive to follow what is the latest trend, you know, what are the latest releases, what are the new colorways in your in, in this particular sneaker series that you're interested in. And then by you following up on this information, it gives you more information that you need to really make a smart investment uh, uh, investment choice. Okay. And what kind of prices are we talking about? I mean, a normal great yeah. pair of sneakers could be three four $400. But if you're talking about investment sneakers, what kind of money are we talking about? <laughs> so uh, to give you an idea, what's the kind of sneakers we're looking at? What kind of price point we're looking at? Uh, on our marketplace, actually, the average trading value uh, has been hovering between 350 to 400 mm-hmm. So I would think, you know, to be safe as an initial entry, uh, something that's between 200 to 400 will be a pretty safe point. Because then it's also relatively easier for you to resell it. Because you have to understand, if a, if a sneaker is very expensive, 1000 plus, 2000 plus, the people who can afford it or who have the willingness to buy a such an expensive sneaker also goes down. So right. if, you're, if you're trading within the band of 200, 400, that ensures the maximum liquidity for your set. So that's very much like the stock market. It, you know, the little stocks, the penny stocks, the... 10 cents, 20 cents kind of stocks or 5 cents even, those stocks have a lot more turnover. When you're talking about premium stocks that are $20 a stock, that's a different buyer. Exactly. Okay, so we put our foot in it. We're thinking about buying it. What do we know? Give us some tips about maintaining and storing these limited edition sneakers, these investment sneakers. Can we wear them? Should we not wear them? Tell us everything. Yeah. So if you are thinking about uh, you know sneakers purely as an investment instrument, then my recommendation is do not wear them. <laughs> Keep them exactly like that's uh, no fun. <laughs> okay. Or or you know you can have a dual strategy. One strategy you know is for shoes that you will wear. Right. You have a collection of shoes that you will wear, and then another collection for shoes that you will invest or trade trade in. That's right. that's that's what actually what I I would do myself. Right. Right. And then for the shoes that I wear, you know, I I store them exactly like how you store normal shoes. My goal is to wear them, and you know, I I I don't care if they you know if they get damaged or not. Mm-hmm. And then for the shoes that I really are more expensive for the shoes that I want to participate in trading mm-hmm. or investment, I really really you have to make sure that you keep them in proper condition. Number one, you no, know, make sure that you keep the box in perfect condition because the box is also a part of the value, right? The box itself. And then you make sure that you have all the accessories inside and then you try to store them in a cooling area, in a cooling uh, dry area of your house, right? And try to maintain and try to make sure that they don't get a lot of sunlight and all that because oxidization, oxidization also results in the shoe becoming yellow, right? This is actually a a very common condition. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to delay this kind of uh, natural wear and tear as much as possible to maintain the value. And obviously, you know, if you are dealing with uh, very expensive sneakers for trading, you know, try not to wear them, of course. Try to keep them in brand new condition. We actually have a term in our industry called big stock. 
So if they are in this stock condition, uh, usually they maintain their maximum value. Okay. Now, I know that uh, the Nike Air Jordan 1 Retro High OGs are highly prized. First of all, tell us why they're highly prized and then tell us what kind of prices these highly prized shoes go for. Mm. Okay. Of course, we're talking about you know this particular sneaker. But of course, it also what I'm saying is going to apply to all types of sneakers in the sneaker industry. Mm. So one commonality that we'll see is what detects the price of the shoe, you know, above retail price is really, you know, what is the demand and supply relative to each other. So if you are going to have a lot of hype, a lot of demand relative to a supply for a particular type of shoe, you're definitely going to see the price go way up, right? This is one common common trait that we see. So in this particular case, obviously, you know, we're talking about Nike. You know, Nike, this is number one. Number two, this is Air Jordan 1, which is, uh, I think, arguably the most popular silhouette currently for uh, among all sneakers in the world, right? So by its nature, the demand is already going to be very high because of the brand, because of the popular silhouette. And then add to the fact that it's a retro, it's a retro edition. Uh, typically, you know, when you say retro, it really goes back to a classic. That means it doesn't get released that often as well. So coupled with this fact, you know, linking it to a particular uh, time in, in space, you know, where you talk about Air Jordan, and where you talk about Michael Jordan, you know, this particular match. You know, he, 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 he wore this shoe in a particular match. And now we are really seeing it many years after. He also adds a lot of passion to this type of shoe. So if you have demand and supply, if you have strong passion, it's bound to lead to a very loop-sided demand and supply situation. And this really you know, drives the price way up. Conversely, you know, if you have a lot of supply, but not really a very strong demand, the price will not go up or it might even you know, come down. Okay. And for these particular ones, the Nike Air Jordan 1 Retro High OGs, what would be the going rate for them now? Okay, there are different colors for this, honestly. But from what I'm seeing on our site, uh, typically, you know, for a Retro High, we're looking at between, I believe you're talking about the 85, the new beginnings pack. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, we, there's many various versions of this Retro High. So when we're talking about Retro High, there's also many different re-releases in, in, in across the year as well. Right. But typically, if we're just talking about a normal version, we're looking at almost $500 on average. For shoes you can't yeah. wear. If it's, a, <laughs> if it's a even even more popular, if it's a collaboration or cross-up between two brands, it can even go higher than that, <laughs> a few thousand dollars. Wow. So how do you know how long to keep it before you flip it? Uh, so it really depends on what uh, you know, what, what, what kind of uh, what what is your intention, right? If you're like me, you know, I I myself is a sneakerhead. I I first of all, I I will buy shoes that I like, and then I will think. Then after that, I will think about the trading value. So I will just think first. I will start off from a consumer perspective, and then if I have excess shoes, then I will think about trading. If you are starting off as a as a mainly as a trader, then you know, uh, I think the best strategy to take is that don't hold on to the stock too long. Too long. Most of the stock, you know, they are being released very frequently. But there will be particular shoes that have very strong sentimental value, and these are the shoes that these are the sneakers that you should hold on for a long time because the prices will go up. But most of the shoes, you know, they they get released uh, fairly frequently. So, you know, your your best strategy on those shoes will be to not hold hold them for too long. Okay. Typically, we're talking about one to two, one less than two to three months. Oh, that's really not very long. Yes. Okay, now take since we're talking about Nike Air Jordans, and and Michael Jordan has had a relationship with 
Nike forever, for most of his major career. What if tomorrow Michael Jordan announces, that's it, I'm done with Nike, I had a big fight with them, I don't want to deal with them anymore. Do his shoes now suddenly go up in value? So what you said, uh, it, it definitely could happen. Uh, I, I, I'll give you an example, right? And it has happened before, similar cases. Uh, so uh, Kanye West, right? Obviously the, the very popular hip-hop mm-hmm, artist. Mm-hmm. They, he actually used to... So, of course, we are very familiar with Adidas Easy right now. Right. But actually, he used to work with Nike. So, during his t- very short time with Nike, he has released a couple of Easy with Nike. And, of course, the, the, the whatever that you mentioned just now happened between Kanye West and Nike. And subsequently, he went to Adidas. So, those, uh, those very limited shoes that he released with Nike is now super limited edition and they command a price between you know ten, uh, five to ten thousand wow. yeah <laughs> okay are, what you're looking at is this will this will become more and more limited as time goes by right right that is still in the market you know they they exit circulation easing either by uh no wear and tear or you know by theft whatever that is and then the le- less and less of those shoes will remain as the time goes on. Right. Okay, this yeah. is actually fascinating. I've enjoyed the conversation very much. Thank you, Clarissa. We've been speaking with Richard Zia, CEO and co-founder of Novel Ship. I've had fun. Who knew you could invest in sneakers, Richard? Thank you for the time and the information. Thank you, Clarissa, and thank you to all the uh, listeners. I'm Clarissa Montero for the Workday Afternoon. You're with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.